If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, podcasters and future podcasters. This is Joe from the Random Talk Underground Show. I want to take a quick moment to speak to you about Anchor.fm. I was looking for a company to be able to host uh, my podcast and happened upon Anchor.fm. I quickly signed up for an account and was able to not only upload my podcast, but record a podcast if I wanted to, as well as have them distributed to all the major podcast apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. They provide all the tools that you would need to record a podcast, to edit, Um, And you can also make money off of your podcast by recording uh, sponsorship ads, just like I'm doing now. They take care of all the distribution for you. Uh, There's no minimum listenership when you want to make money. Uh, You just record your sponsorship ad and you can start making money right away. I highly recommend taking a look at anchor.fm. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Can you hear my dryer and washer going? Yes. Yes. Well, that's not stopping because I got laundry to do. (laughs) So I should get you one of these microphones. Yeah. Did you order my jersey? No, not yet. I haven't talked to my partner. Got to get it here for May, May 9th. Oh, yeah. It takes like a week to make. A larger and XL. I plan on getting huge again. Rawr. Monster. For you, for you, I would do XL just because of the width of your uh, shoulders. Yeah. I'm going to be big. Unless you right. like tight and sexy. Tight and sexy. No. no, no, this, uh, this woman came on at the show and she was like, she looked like she was in her sixties. Right. But she was bragging how I'm only 52. Like she thought she looked great. Right. <laughs> and I'm looking at my girlfriend, like I thought she was, and my girl was like, she looks like she's in her sixties. I was like, I thought she was in her sixties too. I know people do that. And it's like, okay, uh, you're supposed to be 47, but you look 58. Oh, she comes out, Joe. Okay. She comes out and she's like, woo, I'm bringing sexy back. You know what I mean? Like, she's wearing a short mini skirt. She's wearing like a rainbow. Remember Robin Williams suspenders? Yeah. Rainbow colored one. She's wearing that as a belt. And she's like, I got my Robin Williams belt on. And I'm, woo, bringing sexy back. And she brought a whole bunch of like old ladies there. You know, it was like a card club, a bridge club. It came. And they were like, and I'm just sitting here going, that's not comedy. That's just you being silly on stage. <laughs> and I'm thinking they're all probably sitting around eating pickle sandwiches and she's doing her little act. And they're all like, you're such a card. You're such a ham. You should be a comedian. 
And she's like, yeah, I'm going to be a comedian and go on stage. And then she, that's all she did was, Ooh, watch this. I can do this. You know, the, the dance the kids do? Oh, she was um, doing that. Uh, <laughs> flossing. Is that what it's called? I didn't even know. Yeah, flossing. I, I the floss, I don't know. I Speaking of my kid, uh, I go, I tell her, I go, we talked about you in the last show on episode six. Oh, really? Uh-oh. So this is what this kid does because she's a shit. <clears throat> All she does is fast forward through it just to see the part where we talk about her. Everybody's vain. Everybody wants to do that. And I go, and then I go, okay, well, what did you think of the show? Because I don't know. I just watched the part about me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even watch the show? She goes, no, but I subscribed to you guys. Okay, yeah, I saw. Last night she did. Last night she did. Watch the videos. Four subscriptions. Actually, I think it's like six or seven now. It is. We're but blowing it's weird. up. Like, it's blowing up, my, man. I went on uh, on uh, my TV and watched it, and it said it had like four views. But on my phone, it's like there's over 80 views on it. Yeah, so 80? Yeah, there's over 80 views on it. Wow. Monetization <laughs> around the corner. Monetization around the corner. Coming, man. It's coming. That's hilarious. So, yeah, we're starting to get <laughs> traffic. Hey. But it was a Saturday night, and I had nothing to do, so I was just, like, messaging people. Please watch this. Please give me some feedback on it, please. That's hilarious. So, yeah, if we could just get that uh, 80 and uh, just get over the 100, we're on our way. Yeah, we need uh, – I, I can't remember what the YouTube stats are. To get monetized, yeah. you need to have – 2000 viewing hours or something like that. Oh boy. Well, which is which is maybe like I don't know 20 episodes. I'm broke now and I'll be broke later. <laughs> <laughs> so I had uh, bariatric surgery. You knew that cuz you yep. saw me in the hospital. And you have a Facebook page. Facebook page uh, Benito's Bariatric Gurus. That's B-O-N-I-T-O apostrophe S, bariatric gurus on Facebook. But my group is a little different than all the other groups because my group, I focus on more like health, uh, working out, training, advice in that in yeah. that way. But you know, a, you, uh, some of these groups are huge. There's a lot of support on there too, though. Oh, there's tons of support. I mean, most of the people are great, right? But you always get these people that... Um, they're like they'll ask questions like, "How how soon can I eat ice cream?" You know, like, yeah, I love you know I miss Chinese food. How soon can I go out and eat? And then it's like, hey, well, what did you put yourself through the surgery for? If that's you know, uh, what you're doing. But I mean, I I put myself through hell, right? Like I was only supposed to be in the hospital for three days. Yeah, because it's a hard surgery. But I was there for seven days, right? So before the surgery, they give you, you this. Um, you're a major complication. That's why. I was, a, I was you, a pain in the ass. You can't even be easy. <laughs> no, not even for When surgery. they're cutting you open. No. You know, I like my surgeon, though, because my surgeon literally, we had to take a course on what to expect, right? Makes sense. That's good. Right? So It's like so getting anyway, a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, we don't kill people. But anyway, <laughs> some of us might. I don't know. But anyway, so I had the surgery. I went in there at 8 o'clock in the morning. I get on the. T I thought they were gonna roll. I thought they were gonna put me on like a bed and then roll me into the to the to the surgery. Yeah. They. I walked in, which is nerve wracking because you see everything there. Walked into the surgery. You, you walk in oh, okay. and you, you like you, you have nothing on but a fucking robe, right? So you're, so you're already feeling like naked and vulnerable. Ass, and you're ass exposed. Ass exposed. 
and they're like lay down on the table. You're like, okay. And you're looking around. The only thing that calmed me down was the surgeon was blasting Led Zeppelin during my surgery. And I was okay. like, okay. He was getting he was, into it. He was, he was getting pumped up. Oh yeah. Kurt, I'm like, if I we're die gonna, on the table, we're going to cut this. Down. We're going to cut this mother trucker open. Oh yeah. He was ready. But like I said, I, at least I was thinking if I die here, I'm going to take the stairway to heaven. So it's a bad joke. You didn't even laugh. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, so anyway. I'll, I'll loop that a couple of times that joke <laughs> yeah uh, i'll give it so, three chances so <laughs> so i recover and this is what now i'm gonna scare people and he was watching this but don't be scared this shit just happened to me so i remember them going mr benito mr benito like really gentle right like and i'm you know at first you're like are these angels am i did i die am i in heaven because <laughs> they're really nice about it they're like mr benito wake up mr benito and the first thing that happened, Joe, was I couldn't breathe. Right? So I was like, and I couldn't say anything. Yeah. So my only instinct was to start throwing punches. Like I was just flailing, trying to let them know something was wrong. Right? Yeah. And the last thing I heard before I passed out again was <clears throat> somebody say, he's got fluid in his lungs. Oh, shit. How and did that happen? I woke up in recovery. I was supposed to be in my room by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't wake up till 11 o'clock at night in recovery. Wow. So they come in, they, they're checking on me and everything. So this uh, male nurse, this black male nurse comes in and puts a catheter in me and fills two and a half bags. And he's sitting there going, I, I, wow. it's, I've never seen fill that many bags up right away. And I <laughs> joked later with my dad that, uh, no man has ever touched my penis, and the first one was a was a black male nurse. <laughs> so and, he got and the full he got the it full was sauce in it. and it wasn't bad. And it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Can say I was relieved it, at it, the end of it. It changed my life more than anything. Yeah, uh, the catheter experience. It was uh, it was it was enlightening. He, he was for <laughs> he was for he was firm then gentle. Literally, it was enlightening. Two bags of fluid, enlightening. <laughs> We still talk. We're pen pals. So now. you were impressed with him, and he was yeah. impressed with you. Well, I wouldn't say that. He didn't say too much. I mean, <laughs> he sent me flowers the next day, and we're pen pals now. But um, so so they put me in um, critical. What's the what's the word? Critical care. Yeah. So I'm in critical care. Okay. There's no room, no beds in there. So they put me right in the nurse's station. Okay. And I'm literally naked, except for this tube coming out my, you know, my, uh, my, my pichelik here, you know? Yeah. So I got a tube. So, and I know my, I know my penis is sticking out and all these nurses are just, I like, I'm sitting there, I'm kind of comatose, but I can, I'm aware, right? Like I can kind of see what's yeah. going on. And <clears throat> I know that, I know they're checking me out. They're checking out my junk. <clears throat> I'm literally right where their, where their desks are. I'm like, they put me in, you know, in, in school, the room where they put all the AV equipment, the TVs and VCRs. <laughs> <coughs> That's where they pushed, they pushed me into the, into the corner <laughs> where the all the TVs and VCRs were. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I'm sitting back there, right? And I'm, I'm laying in the bed. I'm comatose. So anyone can do anything they want to me. I'm not, I'm not even going to. Well, you're up, you were upsetting the little children. I'm like in a coma. So <laughs> they finally put me in. This is my experience. They finally put me in a room. I'm in a room with this old black lady and this old guy from Vietnam. Yeah. 
<clears throat> the old lady is coughing. Like, she's choking. And I'm, you know, he got the buzzer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm getting pissed because I'm like, somebody help this woman. She's dying. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so, no, the nurses aren't coming. So I'm like, so finally, a nurse comes in. I'm mad because I'm like, somebody help this woman. Like, she's, she's literally choking. Okay. Like, almost like I was bothering them. Yeah. So they go, they take care of this. So now it's, we're sleeping, right? It's night. And this guy, this old guy, he had to be 80 or 90 years old from Vietnam, is having nightmares. And he's screaming out. Oh, at my his, God. Like, like, whatever he's dreaming is horror. Yeah. Because the way he's screaming. And I'm just laying there like, what the fuck? This is supposed to be, no wonder people die here. <laughs> because this is, fi- you know, critical care. This is supposed to be critical care, not fucking critical scare. <laughs> So finally, after three days, I was in critical care for three days. Yeah. They finally moved me into a room. So I get into this room. I walk in with my mother. And there's this 20-something-year-old kid. He's a York University student. And he's sitting on the other bed. He's got about four friends there visiting him. And he's making out with his girlfriend in the bed. Like, she's curled up in the bed with him. Man, it's so cute. You know, they're making out. <laughs> so... Eventually, they one by one, they all leave. And then he has this other buddy coming. So it's 8 o'clock. He's, this, this one guy is the only one left. It's 8 o'clock now at night. A nurse comes in and says, okay, you have to leave now. Visiting hours are over. He doesn't leave. 8.30, you have to leave. Visiting hours are over, right? So this goes on till 10 o'clock, okay? Mm-hmm. Finally, she comes in and says, sir, it's 10 o'clock. We're going to have to call security to have you removed. Yeah. And I shit you not, Joe. This kid says to her, can you not just give me a cot and I'll sleep here? Wow. And I'm thinking, what the, what the fuck is going on over there? So no, they kick him out, right? Blah, blah, blah. So now I'm listening, right? They pull the curtains closed. So I'm listening. So this male nurse comes in. And I guess the guy had an, an appendix, uh, appendix burst or something, right? That's why he was rushing for emergency surgery. Yeah. So it is a explodes or whatever. They take it out. I don't know the, the whole details. So this male nurse comes in, and this is a true story. I'm not making this up. And he says to the guy, the guy says, I got to pee. So the nurse says, this, okay, here, this is a bedpan. I can hear him explaining it. This is mm-hmm. a bedpan. What I want you to do is, if you can, sit up on the side of the bed. Call me, but sit up on the side of the bed, and then pee in the can, in the bedpan. And then when I come in, I will take it and, and I'll bring it over to the water. I'll just dump it in the toilet and flush it. Yeah. So he gives the kid instructions, right? So the kid, I can, you know, he pees in the bedpan and the nurse takes it over. He dumps it out into the thing and then flushes it and he rinses it out, right? One o'clock in the morning. Now imagine his bed's right next to mine. The only thing separating us is a curtain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm laying there. One o'clock in the morning, I hear him getting up. And I hear him pissing in the bedpan right next to my head. Like, the only thing saving me from getting splattered is this curtain. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, he's peeing, right? I wish he would have peed on the other side of the bed, but whatever. He's on my side of the bed, right? Like, I could just imagine if that curtain wasn't there. It's like, I'm like right here, like, it's pissed, like right there, right? So he pisses in the bedpan, Joe, and then gets up walks himself the bedpan over to the toilet dumps it and flushes it oh my it. god and i'm thinking are you fucking crazy so i'm like this kid's and this is a york university student like this is the future right <laughs> no wonder trudeau's power so 
so now what they tell you, going back to what I was saying about, they, they gave us this course on what to expect, right? So they told us, um, after three or four days after the surgery, you're going to have like one big bowel movement. Yeah. They kind of prepared us for it, right? So they let us know it's going to be, you know, it could be nasty. It could be this. It could be, you know, a foul odor, the whole shebang, right? Yeah. Nobody told the fucking nurses where I was. Christ. So they didn't know. Okay. So three, four days later, my dad's there, right? I get up. I got to go to the bathroom. I go in and it's just World War Three. You know, <laughs> like I'm just cleaning right out. Everything's coming out. Man. Yeah. It was the most, you know, it was disgusting, right? So the nurse comes in, like two of them come in and they look at it. They say, don't flush the toilet. We want to look at it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they're nurses. Okay. So they look at it. They want to quarantine me now. Right? And my dad's going, well, no, no, it's normal. And I'm like, dad, shut up. Shut up. My own room. My own room. In my own room now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, let him quarantine me. So I finally got my own room. But the the thing that sucked was my dad and your father would come and visit me. They had to wear the masks, the fucking (laughs) hairpieces, the robes. <laughs> they had to come in. They all had to come in with that. So that was that's one of my stories. Okay. So I got one more quick story, and then okay. I'll, and then I'll let so I was on morphine, and they're really strict on the morphine, right? So they basically at th- at the three and a half hour mark, the morphine wears off, but they won't give you another shot for another thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, they have to control that. Yeah, they don't want you to get addicted or whatever, right? Yeah. The morphine. So there's that 30 minute, every four hours, there's that 30 minute window where you're in fucking pain. Like that was the, that was the worst of it was that pain, in that 30 minute window, right? And then you got to wait for, the, they come in and they inject it into your IV and, you know, and, and then you go, okay, I can sleep again. Yeah. So this nurse comes in, she's a real bitch and I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. So I'm bugging her. Please give me the morphine. Like, please. Like I'm I just, I, I can't handle this right now. I was a real pussy. So she I, she makes me sit in a chair, right? She's making me wait right till the 30-minute mark. She's not going to give me my morphine. She adjusts my bed. I don't know what the fuck she did. My bed's up, right? It's up like this, right? So I, I, I sit down. I'm in a lot of pain. I sit down. She finally puts it in. I, I got to wait for it to kick in, the morphine, right? I lean back, and I'm just like, as slow as I can because I'm in so much pain. And the bed goes right down. And you should have heard me yelling. I think the first things out of my mouth was, I'm fucking suing all of you. And my dad, comes walking, he comes walking in the room right at that moment. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm fucking suing everybody. I'm suing you too. <laughs> I, fucking, she, I, I swear, I think she fucking, my complaint, I filed a complaint because I think she set it up that the bed would fall. Because maybe I was a little bit. But I mean, you know what? There's a reason they call you patience. You know, to remind yeah. the nurse to have patience. Yeah. You know, I'm in a lot of pain, so maybe I was a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. You know, maybe. But the point is, I was in excruciating pain, and I just wanted my morphine shot. Yeah. And I already been there for a couple of days, so. You know what? It's it's hit and miss with uh, nurses. Like they're, they get in it for the right reason, but I think some of them it, it gets. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it gets a little too much. Like every, every job, you get pissed at it. You know, you have a good day, you well, have a bad day. They're, they're under a hundred percent under an enormous amount of stress. When um, uh, when my wife had uh, her, I can't remember. She had all three kids were C-section, 
and uh, I can't remember if it was, I can't remember which kid it was, but there was uh, an amazing nurse, so sweet. She was younger, so maybe she wasn't jaded yet, but she was so nice. She'd probably been there for about a good 10, 15 years though. She was, yeah. she was well into it, but she was so nice. She, she understood completely. Maybe she had gone through what she was going yeah. through. Yeah. So she understood and she was, you know, uh, you know, took the baby. Oh, it's feeding time now. Oh, you know, don't worry. Rest. We'll feed the yeah. baby a saline solution just to get them to sleep. And <clears throat> she was incredible, like loved her. She was so sweet. But then she leaves and then the night nurse comes, you know, and, and I was told I wasn't allowed to stay at this hospital. Yeah. So I had to go home, come back the next morning. I was there at eight o'clock. She didn't get any sleep. Uh, they they had to take a blood test, so they woke uh, the baby up to prick her, yeah. and she was crying for three four hours, and Nad didn't get any sleep, and she didn't help. Like it was it was a nightmare. So I you know this nurse is nice. I leave at whatever time it was because I had to leave. I wasn't allowed to stay, and she nurse, finishes her shift. Yeah, nurse Ratchet comes in. She goes through hell the whole night. And then I come in the next morning and she's completely pissed. She didn't get any sleep. She's like, this nurse yeah. was a real bitch. <laughs> and then the other, the nice nurse comes in. So I'm like, <laughs> why can't you take the night shift and I'll take yeah. the day shift? Yeah. I had a real quick. I had a, we had a similar experience. She's telling Jen, you're going to, you're going to need a C-section. I can tell. Yeah. Right. And she's kind of, you know, saying all this, like you're, the baby's still high up. She's making diagnosis, right. Of what's going on with yeah. my wife. And the baby, and uh, she's telling us all this. And I loved my doctor. I loved this guy. Okay, like this guy. He got, this guy's been in a bit of trouble because he's a little bit inappropriate. Now you get a guy like me. I got a fucking sense of humor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he put his hand up inside her, and he literally turns to me and goes, "Oh, I can feel the tonsils." You know, like me, I laugh, but anyone else would be pissed at that, right? But I remember this nurse kept saying, "You're going to need a C-section." This so the doctor comes in. And she's like, we're prepping for C-section. She's telling him, we're sure. prepping for C-section, this, this, this. He goes, no. He goes, she's going to deliver that baby normal, natural. <laughs> right? And she's like, well, you know, I've been a nurse 30 years, and I've seen this before. And he goes, no, she's going to, this is the doctor. He's like, no, she's going to deliver this baby naturally. So the nurse keeps going on. He goes, listen. He goes, she's going to deliver this baby naturally. You know how I know? Because I'm the doctor. I'll never forget that. Wow. And she did. She and you know what the best part about now this guy like I I think this guy was great. He just had bad table manners. But he literally said to me, he looked at his watch and he goes, "I'm gonna go home and have dinner, and by the time I come back, you're gonna have a baby." Yeah. Joe, he, I shit you not. He as soon as he walked in the door, he literally just walked right in. Yeah. Spread my wife's legs apart. Yeah. And push. Like, like that. Yeah. Like he timed it that fucking perfect. Yeah. He we went had, home, had his dinner, came back. It was like, here we go. Come on. We had a similar you know? situation too, where, uh, was, uh, when Sebastian was born, um, uh, go in, get everything ready. Uh, no epidural yet. And she had, she had a great doctor. Unfortunately, she, she had, um, I can't remember what she had, but then she eventually passed away, but she was still coming to visit her patients. So she comes, how, how was everything? You know, making sure everything's okay. And then there was this uh, Oriental doctor, an older lady. And she comes in and she, she looks at that. She's like, you're not delivering naturally. 
And we're like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, that baby's too big for you. It's not going to get past your 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 um yeah, yeah. Uh, your hip bones. They're not going to spread. They're not going to. Nad's not a big woman either. So. And she's tiny. She could yeah, she could tell just by looking at her that any baby over six pounds is not coming out the normal way. Yeah. And she knew inst like literally she walked in, looked at her for fifteen seconds, and said, "You're not delivering that baby naturally. Yeah. We'll let it go its course, but as soon as we see that it, it ain't going to happen, you're going into the operating room." Yeah. And it's ex that's exactly what happened. Yeah, so it was the opposite for us because the nurse said, she, our nurse said that, and then the doctor came in and went, no, no. So, anyway, Joe. Okay, uh, man. Good I got some laundry to do if you can hear the washer and dryer in the background. Good Sunday talk. So, it was good talking to you. I got my Sunday best on, as you can tell. <laughs> so do I. And I, got my, and I got my Sunday mug. So, I'm off to the gym. It's leg day. Yay! Today Starbucks. is today is Sunday. 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 Super Sunday. Sun Sun S fun Sunday. Nice. And and Telus does not pay us at all for this. Those, you know, <clears throat> they're getting some free sponsorship to our eighty something viewers. <laughs> you might hey. get a free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> free is free. Look at all the product placement behind. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. Look at that. For breeze. On the other side, <laughs> is there? Yeah. Oh yeah, Canada that's right. Breeze. Yeah. I don't know what fuel is, but I'm buying some now because I see it in the background. <laughs> Noma Christmas lights. I and, think I'm gonna go get some of those. And if if I if, see those in the background, I got. If you're ever in in into uh, India Pale in, India Pale Ale beer, there's a nice. Is that it? Oh, bench I product. I thought that was oil. No, that's beer. beer. <laughs> okay, ciao. Okay, bro. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Ciao.